0: listening to episode 185 of sci-fi tv rewatch my name is dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne as we set about tonight choosing our dream cruise to go where no man has gone before or maybe they have yeah i'm sure loads of people have done this before but well i meant go where no man has gone before yeah. or no woman no one has gone before i believe it was virtually that. every case yes man or woman but uh so I think they went we back to, to that the man for the movies didn't they Ah, uh, gosh I, you know what it, it, it's funny i haven't seen beyond yet and i was looking online to see you know when it was coming on hbo and all of that but uh, i never did find it i got distracted as i <laughs> usually do on the internet right. but uh anyway before we get too far into that we want to remind you love to hear from you email scifi tv rewatch at gmail.com Go to the website, leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab, record your own audio, send us the mp3 or just tweet us at sci fi TV rewatch. And we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. Now, we, we, we did get one piece of feedback, and, and as you guys know, we took a week off. So, you know, Michaela Biondi sent us this uh, about two weeks ago and says. Hey guys, listen to your podcast on the librarians and usually enjoy comments. Sometimes you get a bit off topic and that's less interesting. The finale comments were great. And I'm so glad you said something about Lindy Booth's costumes. They're usually way too short as are most TV women's costumes, Baird's included when it's a dress and way too impractical for field work. I appreciate hearing this from two guys. And did you notice it took no time to get from South Dakota back to Portland? Just a quick hop, so unrealistic. They, the writers, do that sometimes, and I find it annoying, but thanks for your efforts. Yeah.
1: I know you didn't notice that, did you? No, not at all. I definitely didn't say anything about it like five or six
0: times, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, now, you know, I did want to just mention, you know, talking about us getting a bit off topic, which is less interesting. And, and you know, it's it's funny because... Ironically, back when we
1: st- getting off topic. Well, when we right?
0: Well, when we started, if you recall we would maybe be 20 minutes right. before we got to the show topic. Yes. And, uh, you know, now granted, we would be talking about things tangentially science fiction related. You know, it wasn't as if we were talking about our, our personal lives for 20 minutes. No. We might throw a little tidbit here and there. But, you know, I, I think as listeners of podcasts, which, you know, we we both are, I know I find it likewise a little bit annoying so you know over the past couple years Wayne and I've made a concerted effort to to trim that down even though uh, we've found that some people do like to hear so it's it's one of those constant battles I think we've decided just to trim it down a little bit unless there's something so compelling that we just feel the need to talk about it for a few minutes right but yeah yeah we,
1: we, we, we were much worse before yeah
0: yeah. So. so. All right. Well, so we don't go too far off task. Yeah, uh, we keep it uh, keep before it on, before
1: we tr- get on, right on the on the tr- on the rails, going straight on,
0: no detours. Yeah. Now, I I did want to mention put out a plug uh for the monthly Den of Geek podcast that I record with Michael R, uh Sci-Fi Fidelity, which you can access through iTunes and Stitcher. This month we're talking about Sci-Fi's The Magicians. You don't watch it, right? Nope. At some point, dude, you're going to have to check it out. I mean, it's sort of like Harry Potter for edgy college kids who attended Breakbill University. And and I think it's fair to describe it as dark, sexy, definitely not for kids. I mean, maybe your older son would like it. I right. Trust me, I know he'd like it. <laughs> um, and we also took a look at USA Network's Alien Invasion Tale Colony, again, which I know you don't watch, but you should. Yeah. Uh, starring yeah, Josh was, Holloway. That's really the the fault of
1: these shows because like I see the you know the trailers for the magicians and I think, man, that looks really good. But then I'm like, yeah, I you know, I, I just no. <laughs> I just don't have right. I don't, I don't want to devote any more time to, to TV
0: watching right. as it is. Like right. I have to right. sleep sometime. Ah, I hear you. Now our discussion topic was Apocalypse's that we wouldn't mind living in. And one of mine M- Michael and I each do three. One of mine was post-pulse Seattle from Dark Angel. So, you know, you guys that, yeah. that were that came aboard with Dark Angel, you might want to check that out. Yeah, Cuz you know, that was not about- like super apocalyptic apocalypse, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it like it, there, not, not really. nuclear fallout or anything like that, you know. It's just Well, uh, we we call it a technological apocalypse. Be, you know, because of the EMP kind of like or the pulse. Well, I, you know, I mean, so, to a certain extent, um, you know, a lot of these apocalypses are, uh, technological. I mean, you know, now some of them are viral. And, and again, here, we don't want to get too far off base. You can ch- check out the but discussion. They still have like
1: the freaking internet. So, you know, if you still got the internet, it can't be much of an apocalypse. You know? Okay. All right. Well, you really get down the brass
0: tacks. All right. <laughs> Going to pull out the dictionary. <laughs> So, all right. Well, yeah. one thing we did want to do is uh, it's been two weeks and, and just a couple of final thoughts on the Librarians season three finale. And, and of course, uh, as you heard from the listener feedback, Wayne wasn't the only one to question how the three young librarians got back from South Dakota so quickly. But I, I'm still going with the premise that Jones probably hacked them some plane tickets they finally hitched a ride, although I didn't, don't know why he didn't just hack an Uber or some other rental car. Um But, you know, so so that's what I'm going with on that. I mean, did the writers just make a, a mistake? Ah, certainly possible. I, I don't know if they made a mistake so much as they, I mean, I listen,
1: it, it, it stands out like a sore thumb, you know, so I, I don't, I, I assume professional writers that they didn't, Make Now, were they a little lazy, maybe? Did they just say, well, we got to get them to – I said Seattle, I think, last time – to Portland from, you know, South Dakota. Um, Yes. So we'll just do it, and the audience can, like, fill in how they got there. Right. You know? Which is fine. Because, like, as it's – they might even have had a scene in there before – but then, like the director said, you know what, we're, we're really, get, you know, I mean, because you got to make tough choices when you're making a show and you're trying to get down to that, like, what, 42 minutes, right? Yeah, sure. So, you know, not everything that you film and not everything you write goes in there. And they might have just said, listen, I know we have this scene that explains how they get from South Dakota to Portland, but we just don't have time for it. You know, there's other scenes that are more important it comes down to it that had to go absolutely and and, you know. and and you can't argue with that decision no i mean so. you you can you can argue with but <laughs> right. but uh you know you understand that uh you know making a tv show is tough writing and directing a tv show is tough because you have a you know, you it's not like the studio says go out and make a movie and it can be as long as you want right you have a limited amount of time very specific exact amount of time and you know you have to be like down to the second so You know, the the, you got to make choices, and sometimes it might involve a you know gaping hole in the script, like how on earth did they get from South Dakota to Portland in
0: what's like literally minutes? Right, and and it's certainly an issue that the cable series, like. HBO, Showtime, Netflix, they don't have to worry about that. Sure. You know, right. They, they can, can go as long or as short as they want. Exactly. HBO can say, hey, this, this uh, Game of Thrones this week will be 42 minutes. Next week, it's going to be uh, 78. Yep. What are you, what, what you going to say? You're still going to watch it. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> now, one of the other things, and again, we touched on this a little bit in the discussion, but the decision at the end of the three young librarians to not use magic – you know we've decided not to use magic or the artifacts or any of our newfound abilities like well, my enhanced gift unless like we really have to right or right. what i've learned from the monkey king and i'm thinking like well why yeah and that's one of the first things they say or unless we have to and then like well, then why did you say it in the first place right. but why shouldn't cassandra use her enhanced gift it's not magic right yeah right yeah true yep i mean is jones going to stop stealing things and hacking no. into places that he doesn't belong? Can't imagine that happening. Now, I maybe get Stone and the Tattoos because that is magic. Sure. But, so it, it'll be interesting to see how long that but, lasts. And, know, when it came down to it, it was pretty useful when, you know. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it, as a narrative device, having them try to cope with whatever next season's uh, foe will be, it, it certainly will be interesting, but I think we all know that, that magic is such a huge part of the show. It's going to come back in some form or another. Sure. And
1: I am still going to kind of hold that card in the side where I said that there's going to, well, I actually kind of take it away. I, I thought that this season was going to have at the end, some big, obviously magic did play a big part, but I thought it was going to boil down to Cassandra kind of starting to go a little crazy with magic And the other having to kind of fight her slash bring her back.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't mind.
1: You know, but, uh, and I don't think now I I don't really feel, I was pretty confident that that was going to happen early on, but I don't really know if it's going to happen at all now. Um, <clears throat> of course, now people have had a chance to hear this and get their ideas for next season written down. You never know, right? No.
0: Well, and, you know, I kind of disagree with you. I think it is such a, a compelling storyline that that I think they might visit it again. And because th- these powers that she has now are exponentially greater than what she had before. And what she had before was still pretty amazing. Right. No, I, I think they're still going to go with magic as, as a
1: thing, as a conflict. I just, you know, like like I said, I thought it was going to be like the big conflict at the end, um, and it wasn't, and I don't think it will be. But I think, it, I agree, I, I think it's still going to be a, a continuing issue, obviously, throughout uh, next season.
0: Okay. Now, the last point I wanted to bring up is that I went back and looked at, at one interview in which Dean Devlin stated that we'd quote, lose a character this season. Now we could of course argue semantics, but I think we're all glad that we have everybody coming back. And if Charlene is the character to which he's referring, well, I think you even mentioned, well, she wasn't really even in the show at this point for all intents and purposes. So as much as we love her character, if that's who we lost, that's cool. So right. you know, we'll we'll leave well, it it's at not that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it. It doesn't have the
1: emotional impact as losing like a Cassandra or Neve or you know one of the, the 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 big biggies, you know, the main biggies.
0: Yeah, and I think when I had some time to really reflect on that, because I know I was kind of hard on on Dean Devlin for throwing that out there and not keeping up his end of the 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 bargain, so to speak. But in retrospect, again, it is semantics and. I'm glad we've got everybody back and I'll just leave it at that. So uh well, anything I also else you get, want to,
1: well I just to to that effect. I mean, I get it. Like you want to generate interest in your show, right? Especially coming down the stretch. Who knows? Maybe they were on the bubble. Maybe TNT was having second thoughts about season four and they need to pump up some numbers for the last show. You know, I I don't I I get why it happens because it's a new world, it's it's different T V now, you know, like the dvr has completely, and streaming video has completely changed the way you know people as we've talked about many times how they how they take in tv and um but the the studios still like kind of go by the old you know live watching numbers because they make their money through commercials and as long as that's the 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 system you know I I don't I don't blame Team Devlin for getting up there and trying to get his numbers up by throwing out there that, that we're gonna lose a character, you know? No, I don't I get
0: it. So all right. Anything you wanna to add to it? I think I just did. Okay, cool. All right, well let's get to the main topic of tonight's podcast. You are tasked to put together a six-person crew that's gonna fly a vessel of indeterminate design to engage in covert missions throughout the galaxy and yes androids are persons you can choose from tv or film but the person must be found in a genre show or film sci-fi fantasy supernatural or horror wayne and i are going to draft our crews employing a serpentine system which, which means uh, he he uh, won the coin toss so he gets the first pick then i get the second and third pick then he gets four and five and and so on i actually won the uh pick the piece of paper that has a, a oh slash you're mark right on it oh the shirley jock uh shirley jackson yeah yeah so uh all right so with three of those slots you can choose an either or so in other words we're choosing a, a medical officer uh and this person need only possess demonstrated medical skills. So some, it, it could be another crew member that that does another job. Some of you posted on the Facebook group, so we're gonna. I, I want to read through the crews that the listeners posted. So Benita Butler for her ship, she's chosen Lucy from Killjoys, which is an awesome ship and an awesome show. Uh. For her captain, <laughs> Catherine Janeway. Nice. Okay. And and it's funny, they're running reruns on, I think it's BBC America. BBC now, America so. is doing, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've been catching, uh, and, and I caught the one with Q and, and Mrs. Ray. Q recently. You told me about that, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was pretty awesome. Uh, now, her pilot is Ray from Star Wars. Nice. Yes, I thought ah, so as well. That's, that's a good call. All right. Okay. Uh, her android is Android from Dark Matter, Zoe Palmer. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, that yeah, I mean, that, yeah.
1: that's a good character. I, I like Dark Matter a lot. Um, uh, we've we've discussed this issue.
0: Yeah, my my issue is the fact that her speech patterns. Right, That, that, right. that there's no reason it shouldn't be realistic. Yeah. All right. So, so I, I will stop. I will
1: not poo-poo anyone's list, but I'm going to stop it. Like I know I right. I did the raspberry sound. I will. I apologize for that. I will no longer do that because. Because I don't want anyone put pooing my list, I
0: guess. So well, great, we, got Mike, we got Michael Keller coming up. So, okay, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, for her medical officer, Doctor Crusher, good choice. Her engineer or tech person, Kaylee Fry from Firefly. Oh, that's a solid choice there. And her utility uh, crew member is Bobby from the Expanse, which just came back. Do you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I like the yeah. Expanse. D- did you see it? The- yeah, yeah. It was long, but it's good. It's like, and, and I was saying to Michael that. It, it, the expanse is that show that as i'm looking at it on the dvr deciding all right do i want to start watching it now right. uh, you know maybe i'm not going to watch it this season and then like five six minutes into it i'm right 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 back
1: there but again. then like uh, you know it's just so much ha- like I, I was still like this one was like i was just trying to get caught up remember everything that happened last season you mm-hmm. know
0: so all right well michael oh, keller show. like it yeah now he he's frequent poster on a lot of the facebook groups that we uh that we frequent he look, Michael took the easy way out he did huh his ship is the enterprise, oh boy, his captain is Kirk, yeah first officer Spock. Spock okay medical bones mm-hmm. engineer Scotty now why'd you say that? <laughs> he, he chose not to go with an Android or a utility. I was surprised he didn't go at, at least bring in data, data right sure. as his Android and and you know Uhura uh, uh, or I, don't data's not
1: really an Android. What is he? He's I, I can't remember. But it's like he's kind of beyond. They, they always played with like the idea of data's humanity. Like he was more than like
0: there. There was like some very human aspects to him. So okay anyway okay. All right uh, now Faith McGuinn. Uh, again, frequent poster on a lot of uh, Facebook groups that we frequent. And, yeah, and Faith, al- Faith. Faith also handles the coal sass report on the, the sandbox that Michael and I do about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So for her ship, she chose the Hermes from The Martian. Her captain, Jean-Luc Picard. Nice. Her pilot, or number two, Wash, because he's call. like a leaf on the wind. <laughs> her ai or android max from flight of the navigator. Now I'm not familiar with that movie, are you? Um,
1: I mean I I've feel like seen I, it
0: I saw it sometime in my life but
1: not really now.
0: Okay. Uh, another vote for Beverly Crusher as medical officer and another vote for Scotty as the engineer and tech okay. wizard. So All right, now somebody that we talk to on a daily basis but Uh, at work but no longer working with us though we're a little bit in touch on facebook and that's elena oh let's see what elena said she just just picked the whole firefly true i bet right Uh, okay shockingly she chose serenity as her (laughs) ship her captain malcolm reynolds pilot i'll let you guess uh wash okay now her ai android because there is no ai in firefly right she chose camera, eight. so Summer yeah. can oh, be with her friends. Oh, ah, see? That's nice. my influence right there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, her medical officer, Bones. Sorry, Simon. I need Kaylee to focus. <laughs> nice. Her engineer, tech wizard, is, of course, Kaylee, who needs to focus. Sure. And her utility, Zoe Washburn. Oh, so Zoe. You're you you pretty much right. Yep. All right. All right, now, uh, Vicky, who also works with us, posted her ship, Serenity, okay. because I love the name, her captain, Jean-Luc Picard, because he's a grown-up, her, <laughs> her pilot, Starbuck, also known as Lieutenant Kara Thrace nice. from Battlestar Battle Galactica, Galactica, because she is the best. Ah, she is. That's a her great Her android call. is Data, because Data. I, Engineer. I dispute the term android, though, but okay. continue. All right. Engineer Galen Tyrrell. He built a ship from cardboard, for crying out loud. Battlestar Galactica. Right. Her medic is Medical Droid 21B. Is that from oh, Star Wars? That, I'm not no, sure. No, I think what that might that be the
1: guy from uh, Deep Space Nine.
0: Mm. Which, you know, I, I, I read another article, as I was cruising around oh, the that, internet about oh, wait, no, sh- Voyager, Voyager. Okay, well again. Because there
1: the, the medical guy is uh he's he's a um hologram. Okay.
0: So her right. utility is Mr. Spock because frankly he can do anything. So sure. she's got three Star Trek, two Battlestar Galacticas, one Star Wars, and one Firefly. So that covers all the people that posted on the Facebook group or checked in with us. So I guess it's time for us to get down to the draft. And since you have first pick, I think I know who you're going to choose. But I, I know you know, but I don't think you do know who I, you know. All
1: right. Anyway, so I, I learned some painful lessons in uh, fantasy football this past season. I had the second overall pick. We played with like 10 people. And, uh, and I went with Cam Newton right away. And everyone's just like, dude, you know, like – they couldn't believe it. And I was like, what? Like why I don't understand why picking Cam Dude number two is such a big deal. But I guess as I realized as the you know the season went on that you know good quarterbacks are kind of a dime a dozen in fantasy football, but running backs and wide receivers, not so much. So I learned a lesson. So while my first choice might be to go for the captain, I'm actually gonna pick my pilot first. Oh, okay. And, and with that, I'm going with Wash. From Firefly. Oh, you're right. I did not expect that as your pick. Yeah, well, because I had to think of the the only one that I was one of my top picks that I thought you might pick, so I
0: had to get him first. Okay. Well, I am going to pick my captain first, and I'm going with James Tiberius Kirk. Nice. I knew you played by William Shatner. I mean, he is the one by which all others are measured. I, I I do really believe that. I mean. Uh, is he the best captain? I mean, I don't know. He's my captain. He's certainly my Star Trek captain because that's the generation of Star Trek that I really watched, uh, right. and, and that's you know not you know anything against Jean Luc Picard or or, or uh, any of the others, but Janeway. Janeway, well, well, you know, I haven't seen enough of her. I, I mean, I, I certainly like
1: Avery Brooks' character,
0: and and uh, <sighs> the guy, the guy that was in the time travel show. Scott Bakula, right, his his captain. But uh, you know, I I just I had to have Kirk. So all right, now I get the second pick as well, and I am going to go. Even though I know you're not going to pick it, I absolutely cannot accept. I would not live with myself if I didn't have her on my crew, and that would be my AI, Android, Andromeda, A.K.A. Rami from the show Andromeda, played by Lexa Doig. Yeah. Now, I know you don't know the show Andromeda. Oh, I, I know of it. I of just it don't right. know. I haven't watched it. Right. And, and, and the cool thing about uh, Andromeda, you know, the, the ship, she is the ship. The, the ship is called the Andromeda Ascendant. And she is the AI at the heart of the ship. She appears in three forms. You see her as a two-dimensional on-screen image. We see her as a hologram, and then one of the crew members, who's uh, kind of the tech wizard, Seamus Harper, he creates an android of Rami, who you know really becomes a member of the crew. But we still continue to see her in all three forms. And Lexa like, Doig, what else do I have to say? So, sure, you're up. You got the so next two. Picks. Are you uh, going to start watching
1: Arrow again? Are you, you going to start uh, watching Erin Yeah, oh, you no. know what? Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. That's the Yeah.
0: On oh Gosh, I I might have to or at least just fast forward through the to the scenes that she's in. Right. So, has okay. she appeared yet? Yeah. Okay. All right, so she's you get the next two in, picks like the last two.
1: Okay. Um, let's see. I am going to pick. All right, so I'm going to go with You know what? I I was going to say captain, but I don't know. And you've already got captain. And you didn't pick. You, you picked uh, one on my list. I had I had Kirk on my list, and Kirk is also my captain too. Even though the the show was pretty much done by the time I was born. When I was a kid, um, you know, I ate up reruns of Star Trek. You know, and like, they were everywhere. Like, yeah, and uh, so by the time um, next generation next generation came around. You know, that was, that was like my second captain. So, um. so anyway, you know, and I just had a bit. See, I, I was all right, I'm going to pick a ship. Okay. I was going to say the Millennium Falcon. That was my previous, but then we also talked about my captain and everything. I realized, well, everyone talks about like my doctor. How could I not pick the TARDIS as my ship? Okay. So
0: I'm going with that. All right. Now I guess my, Issue with the TARDIS Uh-oh. would be that it doesn't have any weapons. So? Doesn't well, need him. Well, you, you don't know. You're going where no man has gone before. Who, he, who knows what's out there? Yeah. He's, well, I would say Dr. Who has been pretty successful,
1: and he's never had to completely junk the TARDIS, as has happened. How many times has the Enterprise been you know, scrapped? Now. Well, oh, that's true. That's true. Like they do it like every movie now, it seems like. So
0: Okay. All right. So, so you get the next pick as well.
1: All right. I'm gonna go with my engineer. My tech wizard. I'm trying to delay captain because I'm really struggling with this now. Okay. But my engineer slash tech wizard, I am going with five. Not five people, five from Dark Matter.
0: You have to be effing kidding me. No, is that who you picked? That is who I picked, uh, and I no. didn't even think of another one because I thought he's not going to pick her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent pick, I will say. Yep, she's 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 great, man. She's an awesome character. So you have to
0: know her real name, right? I have no idea. Oh, then I like what? Emily like the Col- character do they tell the us? character. Do we know yeah. that. Oh yeah, we learned Emily Colburn uh, from Dark Matter, played by Jodelle Ferland. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. What I mean, the that thing. Th- the thing I love about her, and here Emily I am Colbert. singing yeah. the praises of your choice. <laughs> um, of course, I don't have to pay her; you do. Uh, that you know, she's extremely proficient with electrical engineering. You know, anything with wires, and you know, she's great circuits, fuses, and she's also an accomplished pickpocket and thief. Yeah, A- and she can hide anywhere, so she's like this multi-talented. And I guess one of the things I, I thought of as I was trying to decide on my engineer and tech wizard was that, you know, in a, in a more modern setting, you know, somebody like Scotty, it's almost like he's more of a mechanic. Right. And, and I think Kaylee kind of the same way and not that there's anything wrong with that, but the, they, you know, their ships are from a, from a, I guess an era, although it's kind of surprising that, that serenity and maybe we just don't see, you know, the, computer systems and the electronics the way we do on some of the other shows but anyway god i can't believe you chose her all
1: right <laughs> sorry man well all i right. mean
0: you got two solid other choices are you can yeah i do and i i may ha- end up going with one that i've already mentioned so and honestly uh, i
1: mean this isn't going to make things any better for you but i just thought of her because i had kaylee down at first as my top pick but then so many other people picked her that i was like well i'm not going to pick her now because everyone else is picking kaylee you know so, yeah. so blame, right. you should have read the uh,
0: emails at the end. That, yeah, well. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my medical officer next. Okay. And I'm going with Dana Scully from The X-Files. Oh, okay. Played by Gillian Anderson. Sure. Solid choice. And, uh, you know, FBI agent who's pretty much experienced virtually every possible scenario from fluke man to government alien conspiracy meant to take over the earth. I mean, she's weapons proficient. She's a medical doctor with surgical and teaching experience. And I mean, she's not only encountered aliens and innumerable unexplained occurrences, both biological and terrestrial, but she gave birth to an alien human hybrid for crying out right. loud. Yeah. So this has gotta know. count for something. Exactly. So I'm going with Scully and I, I just, I, I couldn't take the chance uh, that, you know, you'd take a second one away from me. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. So I got my medical. I'm going to go with my utility okay. person. And that is, and, and I really struggled, and as I would imagine you did too, because it's just wide open. Right, right. And I, one of the things I thought about on these missions, there's usually a call for some muscle. You know uh, that crew member, okay. and I didn't. Wa- and I didn't want Jane. Jane's too much of a loose cannon. Oh, I even though with that one. E- even though he he certainly is good at what he does, but I'm going to bring in the cavalry on this one. Uh oh, and go with Melinda May from Marvel's Agents ah, of Shield. Nice. And no, I'm are you thinking, thinking
1: of, Melinda May or the
0: uh, LMD May? Right. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with Melinda May. Uh, again she 's gone up against aliens, androids, powered people everybody uh, again, even though the the moniker the cavalry you know comes with some pretty heavy baggage it, it certainly does identify what she 's really all about and that 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 you know she has saved the crew many times over and and of course emotionally she 's paid for it, but uh, so she 's my utility person. Okay. So you got the next two. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think I might as well go ahead and just, I I think I got my captain now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Malcolm Reynolds.
0: as captain. That's who I thought you were going to take right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Well, I knew that's what you thought I was going to take right off the bat. So that's why I didn't. (laughs) But I was pretty, I was pretty sure you were going to take Kirk for your captain. So I I felt, I felt that I, I could wait on that one. And, um, take what i thought would maybe riskier ones to that might
0: not be on the board by the time i got to him okay whoa whoa, wait a minute what's it you're right elena that it is about damn time all right go (laughs) ahead
1: so uh so, so yeah i mean you know mal reynolds he's you know he's clever he's tough uh but he you know cares for his crew um above and beyond anything will do anything for them i think just like you know the perfect captain
0: and I think that's what sets him apart it is the fact that he does care so much for his crew. Not that the other captains don't. I mean, they wouldn't be captains if they didn't care about their crew, and they certainly wouldn't be under consider under consideration for this choice. But Malcolm Reynolds is kind of in a different league, you know? Yeah. So well, yeah. you know, if you like, compare. Let's say, compare to Kirk, for example.
1: You know, Kirk has a big crew and. Often is forced with the decision to sacrifice some of the crew or make decisions that's going to cause you know some of the crew to to be killed, and you know Malcolm, because he doesn't have a big crew he's got this small crew, every decision he makes is that for everyone in the crew to come back alive, right. you know
0: always yeah. so yeah you know what let me let me put on the red shirt today <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling lucky no no, don't wear the red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you,
1: what's your next one? Okay, so next I'm going to go with my android. Now, this one I, you probably can see. I'm going with Marvin, the paranoid android from The Heart of Gold and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh.
0: Wow. Yeah. How about that? That is. That's wasn't even on my radar at right. all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh you know there, there's there's a lot of good ones out there. Data Got strong consideration. BB eight, you know, was right up there. But when it comes down to it, when you're talking uh, Android, artificial intelligence, you know, I, my my first and main love there would be uh, would be Marvin. Okay,
0: yeah. Now you know, it's funny. I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I think I did just in passing uh, last week. We didn't really talk about whether we should allow superheroes to be chosen. And I'm not going to choose one, but probably is something that we should have stipulated at the beginning, even though nobody nobody picked one. But uh, because I did think about Daisy Johnson as my uh, utility person, a.k.a. Quake. But, you know, but I did go with uh, Melinda May, which I think is going to suit me just fine. All right. (laughs) Now, for my I'm going to go with my pilot next. Okay. And I've really gone back and forth on this one a couple of times. Because on the one hand, I want to choose Anakin Skywalker. Nice. From Star Wars Phantom Menace. I mean, the Force is with him, for crying out loud. And his piloting skills are legendary. And yes, he is a kid. And of course, there is the issue of the younger one versus the older one. Sure. Who becomes a little darker. But I'm not going to go with... I'm going to go with somebody that I believe it was Vicky chose uh, chose her, and that is Lieutenant Cara Thrace, a.k.a. Starbuck from nice. Battlestar Galactica. She's just such a badass. and She is. Um, you know, uh, the Force isn't with her, but there certainly is something else yeah. going on with right. Starbuck that we find out in, in season four. So uh, I'm going to go with Kara Thrace. Well, just that first shot of her with like, because everyone's used to, you
1: know, like the original Battlestar Galactica and uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who played Starbuck, but it was a dude, right? But he's still like the swaggering hotshot pilot, you know, and uh, Battlestar Galactica opens up and she's there in a undershirt with a cigar playing cards with the other guys drinking obnoxious to her commanding officer and everything. It's just like. She
0: she she punches him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, So it's like you that, like what what a great, like just first scene with a character to just say, okay, you want to know what Starbucks going to be like? Because I know everyone wants, uh, Starbucks was everyone's favorite character in the original show. Everyone wants to know what the deal is with Starbucks. You probably heard it already played by a woman. Here we go. Here's what right. Starbucks going to be like. And boom, right, right, right. from that first scene.
0: Right, and it's kind of like the the same thing I know you don't watch stargate Universe, and i I never did at the time I've been going back just slowly working my way through, but for instance they've got a character in Stargate Universe that they let him out of the brig because they need him he's so good at what he does and and of course that's what they end up doing with with uh Kara Thrace <laughs> let her out of the brig because she is the best pilot they have, right all right now. I'm just going to go ahead and go with my engineer tech wizard, and and I mentioned him before. He's the one that designed Andromeda's Android persona, and that is Seamus Harper, also from Andromeda. And, And again, he's one of these guys that's a lot like Five in that... He's an electrical engineering wizard, and and again on these these big battle cruisers, there I don't know. There, there's just something I, that I've got set in my mind that it's more important to have somebody like that to fix the ship than somebody that's got you know mechanical expertise. I mean, realistically, you probably need both, but right. we're we're going with a crew of six. Okay, cool. All right. So what do I have here? I I
1: still have my. Uh... My medical and my utility, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go with my medical. And I was I was bummed because when you're reading those emails, two people, two picked the exact same medical officer I did. But I got to go with her because I just had such an incredible crush on her. And every time I still see like an episode of, uh, of um, Next Generation, I just, I can't wait to see Dr. Beverly Crusher in the scene. She's okay. still, I still got that she still does it for me. so so probably for completely well, I guess in some way medical reasons, but uh, you know not in the, the the traditional ones, I'm going with Beverly Crusher as my medical officer,
0: okay, And with the 13th pick in the sci-fi TV rewatch <laughs> 2017 draft, okay, so as, as I started doing this list,
1: I realized I kind of, I didn't want to have two people from the same show on this crew. Right. so I had like, my actually my first utility guy I had was Ford Prefect from Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Okay, you know, Ford just because he knows his way around the universe, he can do it and everything. I thought it'd be a good call, but I already picked Marvin, so I'm gonna I'm striking that one. You know, again, Jane was another consideration, but once again, A, I had Malcolm Reynolds already, and and B, yeah, you brought up the you know he he's got loyalty issues, so maybe not Jane three from dark matter for the same reason. Okay. You know, like sure. Great character. My favorite character on that show. But again, it's got issues. Uh, another next generation, uh, adolescent crush, uh, Deanna mm-hmm. Troy was another of my considerations. But again, uh, I, I, uh, I've rejected her as well because A, uh, I already have a next generation crew member and B, I have a next generation crew member for the exact same reason already. So I just kind of, as we're talking, I came with this one. This is out of left field, but right up Dave's alley, I am going with Felicity Smoke Nice. from Arrow as my utility okay. player. She she does uh she doesn't really do anything physical per se, but anything else you want done, she could easily be the the tech wizard, obviously. Um, but uh she does a lot more and everything. She's you know, she she's a pretty good leader. She's kind of you see her beginning to, you know, kind of take the reins a little bit with the the arrow crew, though you don't know this because you don't watch it
0: anymore. But uh so yeah. All right. Well, with the 14th... So I got a chick-heavy crew, I just yeah, well, yeah. with the 14th and final pick in the 2017 Sci-Fi TV rewatch draft, I got to choose a ship. And like you, I kind of went back and forth. Do I want this big battle cruiser when I've only got six people? Now, on the one hand, you know, some of these shows, Andromeda, for instance, you know, we, we do find the, this big battle cruiser that is... Crewed by a, a small group of people, not the ones that originally uh, crewed it, but uh, still. And then I thought, you know what? Nope. I'm going what I consider to be the most badass ship in sci fi, and that is a Klingon bird of prey. Ooh. It's got nice. disruptor cannons, it's got photon torpedoes, right. it's got a tractor beam. Uh, and, and and in early Star Wars, it, I'm sorry, in in early Star Trek, it typically could handle the NX class ships, of which uh, Enterprise was one. And then, of course, it was famous, perhaps even most famous, for its cloaking mechanism. So like the cloaking mech, they were always cloaking. Yes, their, like, never saw where those things yes. were. So I'm going to go with the Klingon Bird of Prey as my ship. Awesome. So, um, That's good yeah. So call. I think we both have pretty good crews here. Um, yeah, too bad we can't figure out how to you know do fantasy and assign points and <laughs> <laughs> right come up with a board game and uh, and dice and you
1: know Uh oh I just
0: realized I do have two people I have Wash and Malcolm Reynolds oh there you go okay there yeah, we'll I'll like right. that. now I had a few <laughs> you know honorable mentions whatever a few that I also considered and, and again from Andromeda and I know you don't watch it but but Kevin Sorbo plays Captain Dylan Hunt, and he's a he's he's very Kirk like, you know. He he's a very physical captain. Um, he doesn't have the extensive crew that Kirk and the other Star Trek captains have because you know, like when you were explaining you know, you, you know Kirk before, he probably doesn't even really know some of his crew members, you know, right? Because it's it, it, huge, it's a massive exactly. ship, but even though Dylan Hunt's ship is probably about the size of the Enterprise, although somebody will come on and it's like, what are you, an idiot? And of course, it's, it's pretty big. But, <laughs> but he's got such a small crew, so he knows everybody like Malcolm Reynolds does, and he, and he develops these bonds. And again, he's fearless. And, and, and also the pilot, who is Becca Valentine, is also on Andromeda. And it, again, she's one of these people that becomes his number two and is also the pilot, but she's used to always having been number one, right? She's always used to have been to doing her own thing and she's got to kind of sublimate it for the team. And of course, you know, like any good show, everybody's character evolves. And so those were a couple I considered, but just, you know, wasn't going to pick him over Kirk. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, for captain, I actually, my number two guy, um i was considering as john Crichton. Oh, nice yeah you know i thought it would be a good uh pick there but um yeah just between i mean yeah i can't like not
0: take malcolm right. Reynolds. well there's so many good ones out there but yeah yeah sure yeah. sure so all right well that was a lot of fun man we may have to yeah. do another draft of something yeah in 2018 right or maybe even before or, or the
1: next time uh we finish doing a show and we don't know what we're going to exactly. do next there you go so uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh anything else you want to throw out there before we close no
1: nope. okay. no i think uh
0: yeah, i think we pretty much said all there is to say okay almost. well uh, you know i m- i made some announcements via Facebook and Twitter about you know what our plans are, and and we certainly plan to cover season four of the Librarians when it comes back. And look, I mean, if if history is any indication, it'll be back probably late November, maybe early December, and we're assuming. Yeah, they're pretty consistent with their. Yes, they are. But we're going to cover season four, but before that comes back, you know, what what are we going to do? We settled. On a show called Travelers. And and again, on the Facebook group, I posted a little bit there. I would discourage you, you included, from reading too right. much about the show. Well, you know, you know. I'm okay, not, I know. But because the you know, the opening 10, 15, 20 minutes of the series premiere, you're really kind of struggling to figure out what it is that's going on, and you start to slowly piece it together. So to know up front what it is i think takes some of that away and i'm glad that i didn't know when i saw it but this is a show that premiered in canada i believe it was on space and it came on once a week and then it dropped in december on u.s netflix the entire season at once so you know if you've got netflix you can get it there and uh you know those of you that don't have netflix but are very clever i'm sure you'll find a way to check it out so there it is well so thanks for joining us tonight love to hear from you with follow-ups about any of the librarians episodes love to hear what you think of travelers once we get into that anything you think we should be watching because we're obviously going to have some time with travelers i believe it's only 12 episode season Uh, like to encourage you as always to join the facebook group if you're already a member spread the word Uh, you guys can add anybody you want it doesn't have to be the two of us to add Emails to scifi TV Rewatch at gmail.com, voicemails via the Speak Pipe tab. We'll be back next week to discuss the series premiere of Netflix's science fiction tale travelers, but till then, I got nothing.